What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show, the King's Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals. What's up, Meals? Mm-mm-mm. Come on, man. We're here. We're back. This is yes, uh, you're better entertainment than Coachella, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, Coachella, it seems as though Chet GPT booked Coachella this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least did some of the singing at least um sure man we're here i'm oh all right what do i have to say to start kick off the show i have three things i think i have three things i have two things for sure and then i forgot the third one so that's probably the third thing of me getting old um <laughs> all right you're not getting old okay one i went to go run the other day it was warm outside. So I went and sat on a bench. And I think I got stung by a bee or a bit by a bug or something. But it stung me. And this is very this is very strange thing to say. It stung me somewhere between where my back ends and where my ass begins. Oh, and I have not bug. been able to sleep. <laughs> the bug violated. Nope, stop it. The bug violated. Wow. <laughs> I have not been able to sleep soundly for like two days because this is incredibly tender. It's incredibly painful. I've been sleeping on my side. Um, I've put in warm compress, cold compress, every type of compress that it is. I need this thing gone. I hate. This is why I wear long pants in the summer sometimes. Because like, <laughs> if I know I'm going to be in a park, I'm not wearing shorts, just in general. So, um. That's my first thing. Second thing. So last week, because it got so hot, it was ridiculous. It was like 80, it was like 80 plus 80 near 90 degrees for like three days last week, which was nuts. <laughs> um, so I took the cover off my air conditioner. Now, I've had this air conditioner. I remember the moment where we got this air conditioner. <laughs> I got this air conditioner the week that Amy Winehouse died. Oh, wow. Why do, why do I remember this? And why do you know that? We're, we're coming in hot. <laughs> I got it because I remember being completely drenched in heat. And I'm sleeping in my mom's room on the floor um, when the news came out that Amy Winehouse died. And it was like, I, we hope we get the AC tomorrow because it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's time to replace the AC. I hate this, by the way, because every time I try to save a little bit of money, I got to spend it on some shit that breaks. It's, it's all part of adulting. It's like some shit breaks, some shit needs repair, something of the rather. I want to buy hats. I want to buy, I don't even know if I'm going to need a jacket anymore because the way this weather is like just ramping up. Um, but I want to buy clothes because I, 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 I need some new clothes. So I had to spend a portion of this on this AC. So... I had to take the old AC out the window, which prompted one of my long-term fears that you never really get to experience until you're removing an AC from a Dropping window. Dropping the AC out the window? <laughs> Dropping the fucking AC out the window is one of my biggest fears in general, and I feel like it almost happened yesterday. <laughs> I feel like people out here in like the downtown area in LA, they have to deal with that because a, a lot of apartments in Central, um, they, don't have, they don't have central air in LA. Right. Right. But, um, so I don't want to say it's a strictly New York issue. No, uh, it's actually it's not even just a strictly New York issue because most remodeled 
apartments have had pretty much central air like really put in it but this is kind of like an old apartment of even occupying this for a very very long time so i still have the window ones so we didn't have originally you also have a bracket that you're supposed to like attach to your windowsill so the ac can rest on it um we didn't even have that it's been resting on two bricks for like (laughs) 15 years (laughs) (laughs) so we in the hood now baby um so I pull it, so I I tell my niece, I was like, okay, I'm going to hold on to the sides of this AC. You open the window so I could pull it in. And boy, you would have thought I opened a hatch (laughs) for the fucking... (laughs) But was there, like, mad dust under it, though? Like, was there mad, like, dust? There was super dust. No, there's mad dust. Mad. It's old. It's dusty. It's trash. It should have died, like, three years ago. And I knew it was on the fritz last year because it would just hum for no reason. Like it would just like you're off, but it's just humming on the inside. Like I knew everyone who listens to this podcast has heard it. Yes. I mean, yeah, evidently. (laughs) So it would just hum. And I was like, yeah, this shit is on its last days, but still I would press the button. It would turn on and I'm not going to buy a new AC if I don't need one. Um, So she opens the window and I said, I remember I gave her a thing. I said, listen, I'm going to tell you if you need to help me grab this AC. She's like, oh, okay. So I grab both the sides of it. I'm not even, like, grabbing on, like, the actual AC part. It's the wings part that, like, fills out the rest of the window. Right. So I'm grabbing on both of those. And when she opens the window, like, the majority of it just starts falling back. And I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) And now I'm like, this AC is so old. The wings, what if they just crack off? in the middle of this and it goes flying throughout the fucking window someone but the thing is i would hope that it would fall on one of those cop cars that drive past your window every well yes i would hope so too but we live over a barber shop where people are just like chilling outside and stuff so i really don't want any of those issues or want that to hurt anybody so i tell my niece i was like grab it grab it grab it grab it so we pull it inside Finally getting inside, it's dirty, it's dusty, all this other stuff. I got the new AC. I ordered it last week. It came super fucking quick. Um, And then, so I'm like, damn, I'm going to stall this new AC. I can't do this myself. Like, normally I would have my mom help me back in the day, but my mom's not here. My mom's a very handy woman. She'll do yeah. it on her own. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, fuck, how am I going to install this AC? So... I called the landlord because he has to install the bracket. We want him to install the bracket, but apparently it's illegal for them to install the bracket. Like it's up to us as tenants to install the bracket ourselves. I was like, I'm not doing this shit myself. (laughs) So the super says if we pay him $60, he'll install our AC. Yeah. Nah. You know, you know that guy on, 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 on social media that, that mounts the TVs. Yeah. TV mounter. That's that's the type of shit that that sounds like to me. Either way, I paid him the sixty dollars, and my AC is fucking. <laughs> I got the bracket. It's mounted. It's cool. It's refreshing, and I feel good. Well, that's nice. That that was the one thing you got off your chest. What was the other thing they tried to get off your chest? I'm trying to remember the other thing. I definitely had a third thing. I, I got remember. something. Yes, I I. Don't ever since week when we did this ai thing you've you've opened up something in my tiktok algorithm so mm-hmm. no thanks mm-hmm. to you. 
Won't they okay. want to do it? Uh, I heard the Drake Weekend um, AI song. Okay. It's terrible. Why are people yeah. thinking this is impressive? The beat of that. I kind of like the song. You know what's crazy? Oh my god! Of course you fucking like the song. What's crazy is that like the weekend doesn't really sound like the weekend, and he's not saying actually. They're not saying like actual sentences. Like the the actual bars don't make sense. No, they're just saying Drakeisms. Yeah, like the actual bars don't make sense. It's the melody, and that, that's the thing that. But, but here's what worries me. Here's what concerns me, is that people will say, "Well, that's what Drake." You know, that's what a Drake song sounds like, or that's what he talks about. And it's like, no, like there's actual lyricism and thought that goes into what the weekend does and what Drake does, right? Absolutely. And like it, like with my ex like Selena, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's something he would say. Um, what does it mean? <laughs> what what does anything mean? You know what's so crazy? Oh my god, look at this. I hit up I hit up my boy today. And well, not today, the other day, because I linked him to it because I was like, wow, this thing kind of, it, it's not a, I, I put AI greater than DJ Khaled. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he about to be, he about to be out of a job if AI really takes off. The labels, um, say right now, labels are not going to be able to, um, well, actually, no, no, they're, they're not going to be able to do this because labels are going to stop it because you don't oh, nobody yeah. got more power than uh, UMG. So, go ahead. Absolutely not. Um, and I said, Drake is definitely going to respond to this. And I said, here's the here's the Drake bar that he's going to say to respond to this. They trying to AI me, but I don't practice. I just play. <laughs> Hold on, say AI that Drake. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. They trying to. A- no, you're about to do something stupid. Oh, they say it again. They trying to AI me, but I don't practice. I just play. Hard. <laughs> if you don't get the double entendre, I don't know what else to say to you. It's playoff let's, season, let's baby. Let the people hear this real quick. Because I, I want to show you where it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. Play it, yeah. Let it rock. You hear it? Is it playing? No. Why, why does it? So we, the, So they don't allow us to do this anymore. On the, I think Zencaster cut it off. I'm not playing you the shit. Yeah, they don't allow me to do it off my Rollcaster anymore. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. One saying that Metro made that beat is is disrespectful. Okay. Oh I mean, yeah, <laughs> Metro on the beat. <laughs> can, we, can we accept that? The the, that the my favorite part. The Metro drop is like, okay, get the fuck. I wanted to beat somebody's ass. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I was like, damn, really got him there. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh my god. Um no, that was nuts, bro. That uh, this entire AI thing is just another monster. Not people the- are definitely they're going to regulate it for sure. Oh, it's getting regulated already. It's getting regulated already. It's being scr- they scrubbing that off the internet more than they're scrubbing the rich gang mixtapes on Spotify off Spotify. Like, <laughs> the the tour, you can find the tour on Spotify easily. This shit, this they're scrubbing this shit off. And and I think that's my biggest thing is that they're not actually saying words. These are not actual things that people say. Can you, I don't even know what the weekend, the weekend was saying all types of strange, like it was like garbled language. It, it was like just, just word soup. It was like the Lauren Epsom, Epsom thing. When it, you was, 
it, it was definitely the Laura Mipsum thing for sure. It was just melody. So my it thing was is just that bar after bar, like no, like, people are like, oh, AI is gonna take over. I'm like, here's my thing. Like the one thing a computer can't take over is like there is something that that happens in the songwriting, and I think people are like trying to be almost they're being almost disrespectful to the songwriting of the modern era where there, there, are, there are certain things that come from a live performance or from an actual performance of a song, like, there, there is a, a sense of, how do I say, like, um, unpredictability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where the AI can't catch when they're trying to make a song because you actually have to write that shit. So yeah. AI doesn't, can't pick up on slang that's coming up. They can't pick up on, on slang that might be created in a song. I'm trying. Hold on. I'm going to play it over my mic because I bookmarked the song because in case I wanted to go. Why? To <laughs> I came with my ex like Celine, not a flex. Bumping Justin Bieber, but a favor ain't left. She know what she need. All I need, all she blessed. Give it my best. I got my heart on my sleeve with a knife. My back was with that. 21, I love him. Never. 21 not even on the song. Yeah. Listen, I've listened to a lot of weekend this year. Okay? Of course. He does not sound like the weekend at all. Come on. That's just a disrespect to the weekend. That's Selena, Nina. I was like, "What?" He was like, "Twenty was my boy." I was like, "Twenty was that all this song?" Heard on my sleeve, but the knife in my back. What's up with that? What does that mean? Heard on the sleeve, but the knife in my back, baby. Come on. What does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> if there's one thing you can say about Drake, he never says something that means nothing. I mean, this is very true. <laughs> I can't believe you're rocking with this shit. I like it. Got a good beat. The beat is awful. The beat is literally like I'm gonna play one key and put some drums. I'm gonna play the fucking. I'm gonna have the the Sunny Digital drum pack under it. And this is this is Lonely Islands <laughs> presents Drake. Oh, it's just it's just terrible, man. I, I I I'm not scared of it because if it sounds like that, I ain't gonna be. I'm not gonna be rocking with it. I feel like only trolls is rocking with this shit. I mean, yeah, well, sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> not you, but you know, you. Um, I, I can't really quite understand you. Okay. It's a, the Drake and Weekend AI song pull from Spotify and Apple. Um, yeah, it should. Said, I think Spotify included something with AI. It says you can choose any artist to fing- sing your favorite song. I think that's fake. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think it's fake. I don't. I don't have Spotify. All right. Yeah, Spotify um, would. They would have uh, announced it to uh, stocks falling today if they did that. Gotcha. <laughs> that would have been nuts. Um. Okay. That was fun. Um. Have you seen? Uh, you finished Beef, right? That show on Netflix. I did you, finish Beef. You made me start it. 
So I'm on episode three. Okay. Love well, this is a bad time to start beef knowing that one of the co one of the co stars of the show pretty much came out. Yeah, it's like bragged about it. Yeah, it's like I'm a, in, in 2014. I'm like, mm, 2014 may be a little late to really be doing any dirt on the internet. To be honest with you, he's been bragging about nasty. It. These niggas is nasty, bro. And in, the, in, the, in the post UN UONO era, I think UONO was the benchmark of like. Not so that it, you could do dirt, but you're gonna get caught. You're gonna is he get heavy caught. in the show later. He's heavy in the show for sure. <sighs> he's all over this thing, man. He's he's in the beginning, middle, and he's damn near in every episode. Listen, man. Are you tired of Freddie Prince Jr.? I'm tired of Freddie Prince Jr. I'm tired of Snake. Sidebar, when you finish beef, let me know. Cause I know when you get to episode nine, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna turn this shit off. <laughs> Oh, I'll give up on the show quick. <laughs> okay, but episode nine is like the second to last thing. Episode ten, I had a talk with my um, with I guess my friend at this point. Um, I had a talk with my friend, what? and <laughs> um, and yeah, we didn't like how it kind of ended. So I'm if I didn't like how it ended, I know for sure you're not gonna like how it ends. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Only yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. gets on my fucking nerves. So, only reason I'm bringing this up because because I'm looking at the news over the weekend. <clears throat> he just can't shut the fuck up, huh? He got a podcast or some shit? No, he definitely has a podcast. He's had a podcast for years. Okay, um, so he, he's talking about AEW uh, and and WWE, obviously on his podcast. But the thing that's weird to me is that he hosts a WWE show with a lot of the people that he talk or are talking about or is in rooms with the people that he's talking shit about in the podcast, which is strange. Uh, I could do without those little parts of those A and E docs of when they're in the like. <laughs> and Johnny Johnny Organo was like, "Yeah, it was crazy. It was L and L. It's the most destructive, destructive structure in our company." Every person who comes off that show was like, "I said mad insightful stuff for two hours, and they cut out us looking at this light up table, saying they're in the PC by the way." That's hilarious. That's even yeah. more hilarious. Turn the PC. Um, uh, but in, what's even funnier is that Gargano had to have filmed this before he resigned, huh? Renee is in there, so yes, yeah. that teaches you how <laughs> how long ago this was actually like filmed. Like Renee is in these some of these episodes. I think um, it's cool that Gargano gets that chance. Like, I think it's cool that KO gets that chance. It's it switches every week. Writers, it's I think it's always them the, four. The fact they had a page episode. Still, <laughs> this is like six months after Paige signed. Um, <laughs> just shows you how long ago they filmed this shit, and they're not going to give it up. Amy is like, we're not WWE. We don't care. Yeah. That, I mean, story. well, he, just in a couple of weeks or last week or so, he's said some crazy shit. He said uh, MJF better than Roman Reigns. He's continuing this talking point. So he's speaking directly to like the incels. He's really kind of like the Bill O'Reilly of the podcast shit right now. I don't even know if it's Bill O'Reilly. I don't want to give him that much credit, but I legitimately feel like he's just like he's just saying on, he's on his nuts very, very hard. Like MJF's your friend. I don't think you need to like ride for him that crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's um, bigger, bigger uh, star. I'm like, what? Huh? Also said, um, 
said that WWE, you only get one chance to make it. However, in AEW, you get a lot of chances. <laughs> I said, what? I said, what? Bruh. <laughs> how about you go talk to Athena and let us know how many chances she got? She got, she was like, I mean, she happy where the hell she at. They, they fed her the dream. You want to become champion for your own brand? How many chances Ricky Starks got in there? Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of chances, uh, Jeff Hardy's back. <laughs> I saw that, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, ill-advised, I think. There's a lot of ill-advised stuff. You want to get into the ill-advised stuff? Before I, actually, before I want to get into that, since we have a lot of news about one person today, and I think it'll take up the most most of the show. I want to just do this to today in wrestling. It's a pretty big today in wrestling. Okay, that sounds good. Um, Sunday, April eighteenth, two thousand four. You know, you know what that day was. Sunday, April eighteenth, two thousand and four. Sunday, April eighteenth, two thousand and four. Backlash. Yes. Back. All you had to do was know that it was in April. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another thing, I cannot watch that pay per view. I yes. <laughs> Just a heads up. I can't. I tried. Um, I made it through ninety percent of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got to the entrance of Chris Benoit as he's having his homecoming. They like did it real big for him because they had the pay per view in um Alberta, Canada. Yes. Alberta, Canada. So it was Chris Benoit Day and all this other stuff like that. They get to an entrance and they show his wife and his kid, and I was like, nah, I'm taking this off. I can't watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, but I'm sure all the other matches on there were fine. Oh, Goldberg versus the Goldberg versus no, that's 2003. That's 2003. Um, yeah. it took Classic. place took place in uh, El, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Benoit featured prominently <laughs> on everything here. This is a, this is just weeks after he won the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. From Shawn Michaels and Triple H, of course, the main event of that was the rematch. Did you? I, don't, I even hate to ask which match you thought was better. <laughs> I let me get you, let me hold you. You know, obviously, this is known diamond on what we personally think of the man. I loved the WrestleMania 20 match. I stood up and applauded when that match finished, and I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I love that match. This match, I have not gone back to revisit. In a very very long time, so and I can tell you. Um, oh, they had a way more fire match on this card, actually. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about what I want to talk about a match that McFoley considers his best match in his career. At one I would, point, I would I would agree. Actually, uh, the hardcore match for the Intercontinental Championship: Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack. This is during the Spit era, isn't it? Spit, yes. Um, the whole. He spit on McFoley to end 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he spits on him again. Yeah, spits on and him again. And then Randy Orton spits on Triple H like a month, a couple months later. So, you know, spit era. Yeah. Big cockaloogie. Uh, big spit. Spit game. And they would have it leave it on the face. Like, it would be. It the like loogie that was. That. <laughs> nigga, the loogie that was on McFoley's face that one night, I would have beat the shit out of him after the camera because he was red, boy. Well, you know, make make a he a freak bull. He probably wanted that shit. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, 
nah, this was one of the best matches that I've ever seen in my life. Like, and it feels like it's interesting. It feels like it has two acts too. Um, it has like the beginning, and then it has like when it really turns up and he gets launched off the stage. That like that's the like second act for me. Yeah. But um, this is a match that probably should have happened at WrestleMania, but I guess they wanted to incorporate the Rock somehow into WrestleMania twenty. Um, this would actually be a good pay per view for Retro Diaries. Shout out to that brand new show. Yeah. yeah, shout out to to Nelson and Rob. They were hilarious on the show. Yeah, man, we were here. We went over, you know, Puerto Rico. Shout out to that. Make sure the Retro Diaries on Patreon exclusive Puerto show Rico. there. Oh, Puerto Rico. Oh. Um, you can view the show and listen to the show. So now that. Um, Patreon has this little upload thingies. I don't mm-hmm. have to censor myself, nor I don't have to censor it on YouTube. You so, yeah, it, make sure you guys tune in, subscribe, five dollars, you know, get you there. A couple more dollars get you in some different places. You know what I mean? But um, also on this card, uh, you had Edge versus Kane. Also mm-hmm. had um, Chris Jericho in a handicap match between Chris, Christian and Trish Stratus. I think overall this card was like whatever. It was like a two-match card to me at the time. I feel like a lot of these pay-per-views <laughs> in this era are becoming very much so two-match cards. I don't think the, the work rate wasn't as high here, nor did it need to be. Um, but that Randy Orton Cactus Jack match really like blew shit out the water. Absolutely, it did. I got another one for you. Okay. Sunday, April 18th, 2010. What show do you think this was? Shit. Backlash? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, Extreme Rules? No, it was TNA Lockdown. <laughs> 2010. Oh. Oof, would have never got that. Every match contested under cage match rules. Wow. Truly. Is this what started the era? I don't think. No, it was. It started a couple years before that, I believe. But um, you had matches such as AJ Styles versus D'Angelo De Niro. Do you know who that is? I have no idea who that is. Elijah Burke. Oh. Okay. Sure. And a world heavyweight championship match. Can you believe that? I want to say no, but I'm also, this is TNA. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you also had, I'm, I, it was a good match. I, I think that AJ Styles could work with a fucking, a puppy, and it would be a great match. Um, you also had Team 3D versus the band. You know who the band was? They were back together. No, I don't remember. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. <laughs> In 2010? Steel cage match. This had to be one of those we've never wrestled, you guys. So let's just have a match. I believe it was. I believe it was. Um, also had uh, the main in the main event, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. I'm gonna name off all the people on Team Hogan, and you're gonna be blown away with how many of these people are still working together today. Okay. Team Hogan was Abyss, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, and Rob Van Dam. Team Flair was Desmond Wolf, the now or uh, former Desmond Wolf, who, who is now back to being Nadja McGinnis, James Storm, Robert Roode, and Sting in the Lethal Lockdown match. You know the rules of a Lethal Lockdown match? No, I don't. Please enlighten me. It's, it's basically war games. So, um, yeah, with what? Okay. 
Yeah, it's war games with weapons. And when all competitors um, get into the ring, they close the cage like they put a, a, a roof on it. And the and the weapons are hanging from it like it's like a a, a mobile for, for a baby. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. TNA, I don't know if TNA will ever appear on the Retro Diaries. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it would be really interesting for you to see this era. I think that it would. Break I've been. Me. I've seen there, but I've just never invested. I was there. I was there. This is you part of the. You were there. Hogan, Hogan uh, tried to tell force TNA to do their show on Mondays, and then they got blown out the water, and then they immediately went back to the day they were on. Well, it's sounding. Um, that's sounding a little familiar. Hey, you wanna you wanna get into that? Hey, man, listen. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got a big thing to talk about today. I, let's talk about this. This is the this is the most extensive press release I've ever seen for anything in my life. Roll out. Drake, what you talking about? AI Drake, Drake, real Drake. <laughs> They've never done anything like it. I have never seen <clears throat> such a emoji handshake between um, content creators because a lot of them aren't writers in particular or journalists to say the least. They're content creators. I've never seen such a big handshake between media and a company in my life. I think that. When you get to brass tacks, we are finding out in real time about the CM Punk issue from people who are there, from people who, you know, it, it's almost it's breaking down the fourth wall to a, into, you know, to a point where we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if I like it because we went through this again and this would be the second time. Of course, we're, talk, we're talking about CM Punk and I thought that we were done. I thought we were done, but we're going to in in. Probably less than six weeks, we're, we're going to have to talk about this again. Yeah. I mean, we we definitely have some stuff to look forward to. So there's like two. So there's the punk side about this. And then there's the new show that's coming. Yes. Uh, side about this. Which Where should we kind of start navigating this entire thing? Because this week has pretty much a big. Well, I guess we can start, start with the punk thing. Pretty much last week, a a, a notable report came out i believe it was fightful select um that talked about cm punk and his current relationship with aew as we've seen as we've continued to hear rumors that he does want to come back right and we've you know we've been touching on it over the last number of weeks and like he does want to come back but it's like why the fuck would you come back and stuff like that and you know instagram things and jericho calling him you know calling jericho stooge and all this other stuff like that um it was reported that he is indeed more than likely going to come back unless something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is he going to come back, <laughs> but they're eyeing the show in Chicago, which I believe is the show before. Is it the show before? Is it the show before one of their pay-per-views in June or something? Maybe it's the show before Forbidden Door. Either way, this was a lot of information for me. And you know what? The information is great depending on how the fan, the type of fan that you are. But to me, this feels like such a buildup to this moment that they're AEW is really trying to build. Like they're for this summer, they're hedging a lot on CM Punk in his return. Yes. Yes. They are investing time. They're investing resources. Um, whether I know who's giving what to who or who's investing, saying investing trust and yeah. in their in their locker room on this guy 
they are we're working towards to the point where now it doesn't even seem like anything is going to really matter between then and now <laughs> now and then um but cm punk is eventually going to return this summer um we've we're hearing meetings with jericho we're hearing that the elite does not want to work with him we heard that ftr is a mediary in a meeting and all this other stuff like that kind of what's your take on all of this because it is uh this is like to me i'm surprised how much information that we got and then also this in no way seems like outside of the 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 short-term benefits of it where you spike a rating, this right. in no way seems like a good idea. <clears throat> oh, no. It's very ill-advised. And the more that we, I guess the more that we talk about it and the more things that get added onto the story, which is not done yet, that, that we're saying, the, the worse off that it gets. And I think you have two sides to this. It's the media side and the, and the CM Punk side and the elite side, right? Um, or three sides, really. really. Um, from the media side, I think you have a lot of people who are invested a little bit too much in AEW success or failure. And that you have people like, like a Meltzer, for example, who clearly is on the side of the elite, who are using him as a conduit. Um, and, and, they're, and all of them are using media outlets as conduits to, to reach out and, and have their messages said. These are grown men, by the way, that are using like other men to settle these things and knowing and, and Tony Khan saying nothing and doing nothing. But all this information is out there, which is what's so wild to me. It's like, this is practically, like I said, it's practically like a press release. We know dates, we know times, we know people who are involved. We know programs that are expected to be picked up when he returns. To me, this is so much information. Like to me, it's sketchy how much information that we're actually getting about this because when have we ever <laughs> and to we're that, not hearing this from anybody actually actually in any actual person itself and to that point we're not hearing anything is anyone excited or will anyone be excited when he does come back is that is this going to be meals in your honest opinion is this going to be the first dance moment from 2021 all over again that was a wave of momentum that right now AEW does not have right Mm-hmm. AEW had a lot of momentum from that summer, and and for all intents and purposes, WWE fumbled a lot during that summer that allowed this to happen. They fumbled talent, they released talent, they had really kind of other than Roman Reigns, they had piss poor creative going on with everything. We were there, we were watching, we were sitting in Thunder, we were sitting in Thunderdome. The the tide and the conversation has shifted to where you now have you now have one of the old AEW stars in the other company. And all the conversation is on what he's doing. And now you and now you have CM Punk coming back. And the only conversation they're having is the drama outside of the company instead of the drama going on in the ring. Right? Yeah. I think that's a major problem. The fact that our suspend or our um I wait till thank you. The Rough Riders passed by. I think the mere fact that none of this is like rooted in the actual story that they're telling. Like for instance, let's let's talk about Cody Cohen, the WWE. The true speculation surrounding Cody all went back to, is he going to be the opponent for Seth at WrestleMania? Right. So you have people buying into the story. There's definitely speculation going by, but it's not 
dominating the conversation. Then you also had a guy who eventually, when he did return, did his best to really talk about it and defuse it so he can kind of move on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the CM Punk elite situation seems to be all running based on the narrative of the very public issues between everyone going on in the company. And it's, it's just a losing battle. Like you, 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 it's the narrative and, and, and I guess the decision to not, how am I want to word this? You aren't trusting. None of this is like, Hmm. How can I word this? Maybe you can word it better. Um, None of this is like storyline driven. None no. of this is drama uh, driven. It's all drama driven. There we go. It's and, all and, drama driven. And with and I could understand. And there's it's still to me very volatile to the extent that one thing could completely flip this shit over. Yes. What's to stop the elite from going to Meltzer and, and spreading more more shit or saying another rumor that CM Punk's gonna get mad at? You know what I mean? Like I almost have to have to applaud punk but also have to be like side eye him because i'm just like for all the things that you've been willing to not let go of in your whole life and career this is the one thing you're willing to let go of which is to me at this point they've dragged your name they've done all types of shit to you at this point it's strange to me that this is the one thing that he's okay with like coming back to it's a shit show and 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 i guess like I, i don't know the relationship with him and tony but i think from a business a business perspective with tony khan they have three pay-per-views coming up, right? In a row, damn near. Yeah, yeah. They have the one that I guess nobody gives a fuck about anymore, which is the, uh, is it, what is it? Full, what is it? Double or nothing? Well, double or nothing is definitely, the double or nothing is definitely coming up. That one definitely doesn't. No one is talking about double or nothing. They're talking about Forbidden Door, which is like that next week. And then Wembley um, a month after that. And then a, little, a week a week after that is all out. Oh my god! Can, can this can they, this is a this is a here's the thing, this is a schedule crazier than what the WWE is doing. I feel like this is um, I don't know. This just seems like a bad idea, bro. It just <laughs> seems not that not necessarily. I don't think I think Punk does good business for anything that he's uh, going to be a part of, but I don't think. The business, yeah, well, yeah, I think better than the numbers have declined since he left. The numbers were up when he was there. I can only kind of go by the numbers. You know what I'm saying? There is definitely a lot of interest surrounding his return, but I don't think they'll be able to recapture that at all. I don't think they'll be able to recapture the feeling, the feeling that you felt in August of 2021 where he showed up to the company and announced his return to professional wrestling. I don't think you're able to recapture that feeling of all because of everything that's been weighed and added onto this entire ordeal. And now this is... This is not a heroic return. This is not a noble return. This is this more feels like I want to get back into wrestling and I want to kind of like make I guess amends for the shit that I've the the shit I put this company through. And you still have people, notably, who do not want to work with him, which in turn is going to make people choose sides, and, which and is the worst thing you could do for this company. And to be fair, to be fair, it's their prerogative if they don't want to work with the guy. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't have to want to work with the guy. I think that they're on both sides there's there's a there's a an honest um argument on both sides whether you want to work with them or whether you not want to work with them. But again, to the business sense, 
they have it's crazy. They, they they don't want to work with him. <laughs> I mean, I guess he beat the ass. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't think the if the elite don't want to work with him, they don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just what it is. If they don't want to make money with him, they they are already making money as EVPs. Unless they unless they their stature gets dropped, which that hasn't happened. But to the business sense of it. There's four pay-per-views on the way. I would already just scratch double or nothing because if Punk ain't showing up there or if he does show up there and, you know, and just announce that he's coming back or something like that, then then I don't think anyone's going to care about much else on that show. Let's just be real. Well, well, let me let me ask you a question. This is we're going to do this before we get into the fact that there's going to be another fucking show. Yes. Um, I want to ask you this question and I don't want to make this, this. Don't note this up to tribalism or anything of that because there's a similar vein in WWE. So let me ask you a question. If CM Punk approached WWE and he said, I want to work there, considering all the people who also hate him there, do you think that it's possible? And would you think it's a good idea there as well? I think I think WWE has the clearly delineated roster structure so that if he were to show up there, it's 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 different. Like, and we're talking about this new show where they're going to split the rosters on AEW, which is to me very much a bad idea. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. I think there's a delineation where it, where Triple H or the creative or Pritchard or whoever would be like, okay, who wants to work with this guy, and who does Punk want to work with? And let's say Seth says, I want to work with him, and they say, okay, well, Seth, you were only going to be in this the CM Punk orbit for the next three months or so while you guys build this out. And he will not interact with anyone else unless it is strongly vetted by us. He will have his own thing. Like, they will do that for the money. I think with AEW, he has to mingle because they have so much. They have so many more young people there that either want to mentor him or already have an issue with him there. I, I think he absolutely wants to be a locker room leader. I just don't think in WWE they will allow him to do that. They won't. They, wanna, they won't. They won't. They were, you know, letting people go because of attitude problems. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 like their roster as is, as constructed. They like the, the devil that they know, the devils that they know back there. Absolutely. Understand. They they like the people with the personality traits that, that they can manage and control already. Look at fucking NXT. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of niggas in there that are fucking batshit crazy. And they're cool with it because they can handle it and manage it, right? I think right. I think it definitely would be able to work in WWE. For the reason that you said, like they clearly have some sort of structure where, first of all, it's a professional like kind of environment and everyone realizes at the end of the day, they're doing what's best for business. Um, and not to say that AEW doesn't necessarily do that, but it's so much of the narrative and so much of the drama driven into this entire thing. And they, people are going to dirt sheets, people are fighting backstage, people are doing all this other stuff like that. Like it's so much of that drama backstage, which I mean, I'm sure there is in WWE to an extent, but realistically, everyone's like, but my job is more important than all this other trivial petty shit. Right. And I feel like in AEW, um <clears throat> Tony Khan has not put his foot down on any if it was Tony Khan in this situation. And I had to choose between the happiness of the people who I work with um, versus a tiny ratings bump and general people. You know that people are generally going to be unhappy or not going to be happy with the situation. I would go with the happiness of my roster. I would build my roster back up. Um, CM Punk is necessary, but CM Punk is not needed. No one in this business is bigger than the business. Right. 
Like, no one. Um, as much as we love Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns decided, I'm going to go film movies for the next two, three years, we would just have to figure out another Roman Reigns. <laughs> and they can they can do that. And they have done it. I mean, if Roman said that today, Mills, it would be Cody. <laughs> if he said it today. It, it it just would be. And yeah, there would be a gap for a long time, but then you condition your audience to be like, oh, okay, this is this is fine. AEW has not AEW has done okay, but it has not done well enough to to replicate what happened in that 2021 with CM Punk because he's so much of a big star to them. Um but with that said, we heard third also show. rumblings of this yeah, third show. Um Funny enough, this is something that we heard <laughs> before it got thinged in, you know, Fightful or was it Observer Newsletter? Uh, um, one of them niggas, they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, we we heard some rumblings regarding it, for sure. Yes, we, we heard rumblings about it, I would say, a couple hours before it got reported officially, I think. Um, nah, because- it, was, it was more than a couple hours. We heard of it a while ago. <laughs> Before. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, about a brand split, and that the third show would be part of this brand split. It's the elite show on Wednesdays and the punk show on Saturdays, because there's the what is it? The disruption, AEW disruption or disruptor or some whatever the hell. Collision, I think it's collision. Well, what a what a name. Um, it should be called the empty headed fuck, AEW <laughs> empty headed fuck. Um, and and it will essentially split the roster between. From what I would understand, right, Mills, it would probably split the roster between the people who are very vocal on Twitter, who who is your Brandon Cutlers and your and your Tay Contes, which what a tweet from her <laughs> in the backtrack. Um, on that, oh, show. I wasn't talking about this. You guys never know what I'm talking about. I was like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why yeah. would you say it? <laughs> you know what the news is. I, I here's my and here's my news on that. Here's my thoughts, not my news on that. CM Punk as the anchor of his own show. I'm going to be real, all right? I don't care what anybody says here. He's not Roman Reigns. He's not John Cena. He's not The Rock. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not any of these guys that have carried their own show before in his career. Yes, it's it's a big undertaking. Yes, absolutely. But I don't see him. I see him as like a top 50 talent, not a top 10 talent to me, especially not injury prone like he is right now. To carry his own show. This is a this is something that you would give to an actual bona fide star, not CM Punk. I think just to so the second show is supposed to air on Saturdays, and like you said, it's supposed to be. They're talking about kind of separating the elite thing and the punk thing. Even though I'm like, bro, you work at the same fucking place. You either fix the problem or you don't. Like, there's no to me. These are two big entities that I guess you don't necessarily have to work with one another, but you have to be able to work with one another. So the mere fact that there's two shows and there's talks about it being kind of like a split, a brand split, um, which I don't think they're going to announce outright, um, but I think they will announce that there's going to be a new show and you're going to see certain people featured on the show more than others. Because to be honest with you, currently, there probably there is a damn brand split. They're the people who work Rampage, 
And there are people yeah. who would never sniff dynamite, who sniff dynamite maybe once every three months. Like, there are people who I've seen more, when I've watched Rampage, I've seen way more Keith Lee matches than whatever the hell he did on Wednesday last week. And I've seen more impressive Keith Lee matches than whatever he did on Wednesday last week. Um, But I don't think this is a good idea to be split on that. I don't th- I don't even think having a show on a fucking Saturday is a good idea. That's the wild I mean, part. No, to me. Not when not when baseball is going to come back, not when the playoffs and the finals are going to be on some of these days, not Listen, when sunshine is going to be the biggest attractor to ratings on Saturday. If, if it's a good not. day, I'm going out. <laughs> I just don't get I don't get why is CM Punk honestly, I honestly, honestly, honestly Mills, honestly. Let's be real. Is CM Punk worth all of this? Is he worth this to you? I would say it would be worth it if 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 I got a Roman Reigns level talent. I would give him his own show on Saturdays. People would tune in to see what he's going to say. I would say Seth Rollins even. It would be interesting to see what he's going to say and what he's going to do. At least for the initial couple weeks because I don't know if Seth could carry his own show. But if he got that level of talent, yeah. I would I would do that. Is CM Punk worth that? Other than the first two weeks, four weeks that you're gonna probably get bigger ratings because they're trying to see they're trying to see this show. Like it's 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 really giving it's it's giving uh mishandled to me. Yeah, none of that seems like a good idea. I don't know. That's what we can kind of say going into this. I mean, we're gonna again six weeks from now, we're gonna be talking about this more in full because CM Punk will return been reports that warner brothers has been informed that cm punk is returning so make sure you guys have your have your stations ready make sure you don't preempt us or all this other stuff like that um they're gonna have all that kind of prepared i don't know if they're trying to do replicate whatever they did with rampage that one time when cm punk actually debuted on rampage as opposed to dynamite um and hoping it will follow the same success but you can't recapture that if they were smart and they were savvy enough they would be able to find a way to recapture it but I realistically don't have trust in the AEW creative to come up with a compelling return for CM Punk. That's why everything has been handled in the media and people have been leaving their own, you know, opinions and all of this. And, and, and it, it's weird how much I side with CM Punk in this kind of thing because of how it's being portrayed and how it's being put out there. Um but I don't trust AEW to create a compelling enough entrance for CM Punk to return. His 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 exit wasn't even compelling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, it's just I don't know, man. We're gonna have to do this again. I know. It's. It's sad. You know, yeah, it's sad. But again, it's also like, I don't know. CM Punk, I'm not uh, I'm not fully against CM Punk, even though he's blocked me and he's kind of a prick, but it is what it is. Um, But I feel like you're walking into a situation where they showed you how they were. Yeah. And you responded. And I feel like AEW is walking into a situation where you know the devil that you're working with. And you're choosing to ignore all of the red flags 
of working with this man for the sake of another hundred thousand viewers. <laughs> and I feel like you're, and it's going to be way less on Saturday, but I feel like you're ignoring all the, don't ignore those red flags. Those red flags are there for a reason. That's with everything. I feel like everyone is ignoring the red flags and for what? What is the solution that's truly coming out of this? I mean, yeah, you got to pay CM Punk for another couple of years, a couple million dollars. But I think it's like Bishop said, I would just pay him and leave it. Yeah. There's no sense in, in, in affecting your locker room by including him there and coming up because there's going to be more issues in the future. And there's going to be more issues and all these things are going to be compounded off of the things that CM Punk has did in the past and who he is now. Whether he likes it or not, whether he agrees with it or not, he's already shown you who he was and he's shown the lack of respect for the company that he has. And you sat there like a fucking idiot (laughs) right next to him and you didn't do anything. So, I don't know. We'll see. They're, They're gearing up. They're packing everything out for the summertime. The Wembley show has pretty good uh pre-reserves pre-orders right now um there's a looming the looming figure of goldberg i i i just wonder if this may be all too much for this company to endure i i just don't know if and you know i don't you, think they have the, i don't think they have the infrastructure to be able to do it and yeah. personnel and and experienced personnel to be able to kind of uh, be able to handle this because if you have if you have people next to you or people you know that work for you, if you have truly professionals in this business who've been doing this for a long time, I think you can definitely overcome a lot of this. But I don't think AEW does. Yeah. Um, do you want to move Maybe. into the show this week? Yeah, let's go into the shows. Smite Don aired on Friday. Let me see. A lot happened on SmackDown, man. It was a, it was a good show. It was it was a fun show. Today is Tuesday. I'll be forgetting. <laughs> um, SmackDown, you had some good, you got some good USO stuff that happened. Um, you had the return of Matt Riddle on the show. You had a, a very lengthy LA Night Xavier Woods match on the show. Um. Okay. Hold on. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Um. Yeah. What was that about? Um. Okay. So boom. I mean, I know we're, you know, usually we start off with the big thing, but like LA Knight, what are we doing with him? Like, ideally, what would you like to be seeing with LA Knight? <laughs> What's wrong with him? No, there's nothing wrong. But I kind of want to see, like, what would you do with LA Knight? Clearly, he's popular. They're still kind of putting him in this heel role. I know they hear that he's popular, so I know that they're doing this on purpose. Um, ideally, where would you think? LA Knight, like what's his kind of and I don't want this to sound as a slight at all, but ideally where do you think, what's the highest you think LA Knight could go on this roster? I I, I think I see title or world title. I think anyone could get to, to the to the, um, to the the top of the mountain here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think with LA the question becomes um, what's in his way right now? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like there's obviously a lot of things in his way. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's so many incumbent champions right now that are kind of, I won't say clogging up, but they're, they're just there. So you got to give them something. Um, I, I, I think they see something with him because he was on TV every week. 
You know what I mean? Like he, he's firmly in the mid card, holding it down. And I, I think that when, when the situation becomes tough when, you, when it's like, okay, so, okay, if you can't beat Xavier, then who can he beat on the fucking roster? You know what I mean? But right. Xavier win was to give you the, the Gunter match this week. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like I see where I see why he had to win there because you got to give Xavier something to do. And and LA's a heel. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, I why didn't they just flip him the face? Why is he still a heel? They don't want to boo him no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were still cheering him in the Xavier match. So I, I would give him a little bit of time to to, to re kind of structure his character. Um, I think again, it, it's the same issue that we've been talking about for the past year, Meals, where it's like you have to kind of Roman's got to lose at some point so that we can open up the floodgates for these guys to start getting these opportunities. Yeah. And, um, and now at this point, it's like, does Gunther need to lose so that so that <laughs> LA Knight can start getting opportunities now? Or like, I, I don't know, because we don't really want a lot of these people to come up off their titles until it's really time for them to do so. Yeah, I think we're definitely in a in a a pattern right now. It sucks because it's it's happening to multiple titles. I think we just got something new with the tag titles, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we can have um, all these title reigns just being held. <laughs> We definitely do need some kind of like change with a couple of these championships, you know. I agree. Um, and I, and and I'll talk about it soon. But um, so we're gonna get Gunther versus Xavier Woods, I think, on Friday. Yes. Um, Friday. so I'm looking forward to that. LWO. I don't know, man. <laughs> well, well, Ray is taking so many L's, and you got to think that they're taking L's and service of them getting w's at backlash but i think that it's not even 50 50 booking meals this is just nah, straight up 100 <laughs> like, this is 100 baby like <laughs> judgment day putting foots in their ass man but like, again i think they're overcompensating with the l's that judgment day took over over wrestlemania weekend you know what i'm saying like i, I think they're overcompensating with that and i, think I agree because if there's no firm direction towards judgment day of like an actual like I don't want to say like world title, but actually like main attraction on whatever show that they're going to be on. Maybe Bloodline is on one show and Judgment Day is on another show. If we, they aren't going to be at the top, I don't see why we're continuing to do this. They, but the, I mean, we're, but we're, again, we're still only talking SmackDown. I think what they did with Judgment Day and Bloodline on, on Raw was actually really good and really cool. And I agree. something you don't see often. So, I mean, again, speaking for SmackDown and just, just on the LWO part, I don't really know what the, what the structure is right now. I think Santos is a fucking fantastic worker. The match that he had with Priest on Friday was my match of the show, I thought. I thought it was really, really good. Um, at least they see Santos as something. You know what I mean? And Zelina seems to be the one that's going to get the title shot against Rhea pretty soon, too. Because she came out with some chonclaws. I was like, what the fuck? Um, hey, man. I got to talk about something else, bro. And, and I got to preface I it. With, I got to preface it with this, man, because it's our time. It's our time. <laughs> it's our that time. Carrying, that was carrying cross, by the way. <laughs> if no one knows. Uh-huh. The carrying cross. Coven. Complete. One more care. I had to change it. Listen. <laughs> Shinsuke, Shinsuke, Shinsuke. Hey, listen. He squashed the shit. <laughs> of course, out of Madcap Moss, yeah. So. I looked up and I said, "Oh shit, <laughs> it's over." 
I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about a Karrion Cross versus Shinsuke Nakamura feud. Dot, 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 dot. You know how I'm gonna okay. feel? You know how I'm gonna feel? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna feel about it. Shout out to Johnny Barnes for that. Um <laughs> listen. I just I just got a shock drop from sneakers out. Um, I'm I'm pending right now. I've been pending. You know, I'm doing three things at once. I'm pending right now. Um, All right, we'll go off. Um <laughs> anyway, I think it's gonna be good. I think Nakamura, they clearly see a lot with him in, in his presentation has changed again on the show. Um he, he got to squash somebody. I think Karrion Cross is a good to me, it's a good um stepping stone feud until he gets to what i believe i do believe they're going to put him in the upper card when he comes back nakamura is triple h's mans he's an h guy for he's sure an h guy for sure no yeah that is, that is it like he he definitely i think he went triple over h, there he went over there and signed him himself like he's an h guy <laughs> and he sent him on some reconnaissance mission that we'll see the fruits of probably in like eight months or so when mad japanese guys get signed to wwe um when Kota Ibushi's just randomly like, oh, I'm part of WWE now. We're going to like, damn, Shinsuke did work. Thanks, <laughs> um, I would... All right, I guess I'll lipo it. I'm not... <laughs> you got to lipo it. You, gotta, you don't got a choice but to lipo it. Because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Karrion Cross is probably not going to win this feud. But Nakamura needs to look strong against somebody who is an imposing threat that beats all the other lower guys, all the jobbers, so to speak. So you got to give it to him there. Shinsuke I think Gunther Gunther better is going to be the program. I'm assuming it is. I'm gonna keep it hundred with you. I I feel you. I feel you, Mills. I really do. I really think that they need to go ahead out on a limb and finish that Roman Reigns program. I think I I think the reason they're doing carrying is because Roman's not working this month and pro- potentially probably most of May either. So. What I would do, I would give him carrying until Roman's back and then have Shinsuke say, yo, Roman, I want that smoke, and then have Shinsuke and Gunther at SummerSlam, in my opinion. That's my opinion. I don't think Shinsuke is going to get close to this title as of yet, but I think he's definitely intercontinental title bound for sure. Okay. That's just my – and again, that's my selfish – my selfish – I know, I know you're you love him. Um, I love, wow, that, just like that. Well, you do. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've been on this podcast many a years. I know who you love and who you don't love. Um, let's see. Solisico buries Matt Riddle under announced desk. It's like, yo, how strong? How strong? Let's talk. Let's have the Solisico conversation. Why? Like, I, I just want to know why. He got beat by Cody a month ago, and I thought, okay, he got beat finally. Now we can have it. Wasn't a month ago, Mills. It was like it was like three weeks ago he got beat. I felt like okay, now we can have some parity with this. We can play around a little bit more. He took his first L. We're over that hump. That first L was to make you think Cody was winning on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that boy has. Were we wrong? This man has been beaten everybody now matt riddle you can kind of look at it understand it's like okay he's gotta he gotta pay them dues he gotta pay them dues he gotta pay them and being too he's been winning too damn much it's like he gonna beat roman (laughs) that's where i feel like i I said it last night i said he might as well beat roman at this point that's the only nigga that can beat him 
then there will have to be a clone Solo Sokoa to come out and distract the actual Solo Sokoa so that Roman can win. I'm so... I'm not confused, but I don't think we need to give Solo Sokoa this much country. He's being very much booked like Umaga right now from back in the day. Umaga definitely did do this, and he was beating Legends to a point where when Umaga started losing a lot back in the day, I was like, man, Umaga is losing a lot now. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Hardy whooped his ass like three times in a row, baby. He is losing a lot now, but I, I... I get the Riddle thing. I thought they had a good match. I think Riddle can still go. I think Riddle, sh- he's, he's returning taking pins the same way he was taking pins when he got there. I honestly think that Riddle might be somewhat of a locker room backstage kind of uh, pariah for taking these pins now. I'm starting to think that this, it's, it's for a reason. Nobody takes L's like him. Not even Liv be taking L's like him. I don't know, man. People like him. I don't know. It, it just is what it is. Wow, they uploaded a lot of matches on YouTube. Um listen i don't know that's kind of smackdown smackdown was <laughs> yeah it was it's, it's a fun show it's a fun show it, it, it's a fun show um let's get to raw which saw an allegiance an alliance if you will between the bloodline and uh the judgment day uh, on the show this week they came out they 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 sat face to face i was like oh shit corporate ministry <laughs> right I was like, why is Damon Priest in a suit? <laughs> Boy looked like a pastor. He looked like he was part of a ministry, nigga. Like he he was he was spiffy out he there. They want to bring the ministry back. I he thought could lead the that, ministry if you I I thought that the interplay between the two top teams on the two shows were really good. I think that I'm not gonna lie, if you weren't if you were to be like like, do you notice that Roman's gone? Like, has anyone noticed that he's gone? <laughs> I absolutely noticed that he's gone. But, well, I mean, he's but, but like, do, do you notice it, that the he's presence like, is still there? The presence is yeah, still there. Yes, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like, do, like it's to a point where it's like they are his the looming specter yes. <laughs> over WWE at all points. Yes, absolutely. And I like that they explained the continuity editor in WWE. Let me tell you right now, is working overtime. He brought up the Finn thing. Did you notice that? Hey, man. Made him look like a dumbass. That's why. But I, I feel it. First of all, Finn's shirt. Amazing. We could do better. No, we could do better. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was funny as hell. All right. We could do better. Nonetheless, um, another, like more, another thing. I think like the 1% of pretty people that don't like that shirt. I might be. Another yeah. thing. Um. <laughs> I don't know why Zelina wasn't on this show, but I was like, Probably Rhea got to be doing. No, nah, she was there. Um, I was like, Rhea got to be doing something. You can't be mixing it up with the fellas. I love you, but you hold that women's championship. Go <laughs> fight some women, <laughs> is what yeah. I'm going to say. You've yeah. held it for three weeks. Go establish something, go figure something out. You've just been hanging out with the dudes. I respect it. Don't get me wrong, but go do something. Solo versus Ray. Long match. Big ass match, man. Long match for him. Uh, big test for for Solo. Um, they went about twelve minutes. Uh, there was a weird moment here. There was a lot of production snafus uh, on Raw. I don't know if you noticed all of them. No, nah, I didn't. I was people, uh, being, 
between that and watching Draymond stomp somebody's guts in, I was uh I was bouncing back and forth. <laughs> I, I wasn't watching any of that. Uh, there was a moment where Stolo had went for a like the 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 bot like the butt attack that he does, mm-hmm. and Ray was out of um he was out of focus, but he was also out of place for it. And you can see Stolo say, "Tell him to move, tell him to move" to the ref, and. He does it, and he does the miss spot where Ray was supposed to move, but Ray was already on the ground. And I was like, that was a weird, like, production thing that fucked up. They fucked up Bianca's entrance on the show. Um, there were a bunch of times the camera was, like, out of place. Like, I was like, I, Little Rock has some type of voodoo over them this week. Yeah, man. <laughs> they weren't even that great of a crowd. No, they weren't. But they had, they had. I guess, I guess it was getting to them. I guess they were like, yo, we've been in hotter arenas than this in the past literal month. <laughs> they, they sent, they sent Portra Stratus out there at the third hour, and I had to re-rock some Thunderdome audio. <laughs> Listen, <for it>. <laughs> they had to re-rock Thunderdome audio for her for her promo, which was really good, by the way. It was a great promo. Um, we'll get to it in a second, though. But um, okay. Solo wins the match again, beating another legend. Um. I'm guessing Cody's going to have to beat him again. I think that's going to be the thing that kind of sends him over the top. But or they or are they going to do the brothers fighting? Because the 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 Heyman made a comment where he said he's he's going to take the Usos are going to take the titles because he's losing patience with you two. And he doesn't mention who the U2 are, but, but you know, the Usos are meant to believe that's Sami Zayn and KO, but Heyman was really talking about he's losing patience with the Usos. So I think we are kind of accelerating towards uh Roman excommunicating them from the bloodline and solo being the one to do it i agree you know you know what's random thing i miss about this um you talk about cody and solo again yeah i I low-key kind of want dustin in wwe now i I think he's on the way i I think i think i think think he's on the way we need someone to get their ass beat for, for Cody oh, Rhodes yeah. to, to turn Super Saiyan and beat this world champion. Um, I would not be shocked if that was going to happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, I seeing Cody and Dustin versus the Usos, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened sometime this year. Wow, you, yeah. is this contract up? Um, I think he plans on retiring soon, so I would assume his contract is coming up. Okay. Also, he's been in there. It's 2019. He's been there since the beginning. His contract should be coming up. He said um, this is his last year of active wrestling, but he hasn't really been wrestling act- actively, to be honest with you. Um, Bianca Belair. Bianca, but there's a lot of women's programs on this show too. On, 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 on the, to the lady. They were they was rocking this this week. Um, Bianca. So now we got Bianca and EO, which is a program, but also spun off that is the damage control breakup, which looks like we're kind of speeding towards. And to, and to help accelerate that, you had Bianca versus Dakota, who were, they were kind of off a lot of times to me in this match, communication-wise. I feel like, yeah, maybe a little bit. What? Are, so what's the, what's the end game for this damage control breakup? Bailey's jealous. Honestly, Mio? do we think Bailey goes to their own show and does her own thing, or like they go to their own show? Like, are we just breaking them up for the sake of breaking up? I'm trying to figure out. Like, it's Triple H, who is a bona fide, long winded guy, loves taking things. We've seen this bloodline thing go for years. We've seen all these other things go for years. Them breaking up after like nine months to me is kind of sketchy. No, I don't think it's sketchy. It's it's done what it was supposed to do, and that's put these women and made the like the two like and I mean 
Bianca, or not Bianca, um, Io and Dakota, put them up there with some of the top women. They, I mean, look at who they faced just coming back in the last year. I think that, you know what, and, and this is probably unpopular, I think they probably kick Io out and leave Dakota and Bailey to be with themselves. So that's what I was thinking. I was actually thinking they're going to kick both of them out. <laughs> and Bailey's going to bring in two new girls. Oh, that would be fun. From NXT, yeah. That would be fun. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at that either. I, I, I think that, again, Bailey, as, as it's currently set up, is log jammed as well with, with the women's championships. I think she does need to leave the show, maybe go back to the, um, SmackDown. Yeah, I think she's going to be on the realm of like, listen, you guys didn't help me win anything. And now you're complaining for all these opportunities and stuff. Screw you guys. I'm getting two new girls, two new, fresher, hotter, younger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Hotter? Well, no, not in that. Well, listen, hotter and <laughs> not like hotter and like looks hotter and like. Okay. Yeah. Clarify that. You know what I'm saying? I, I um, think that EO and um, I think that EO and Dakota are H girls. So I think that he's wanted EO to be on her own for a while. And I think that the big match to me going forward is probably EO versus Asuka. And I think that's probably why Asuka. Is in the wings. She's waiting for this to happen. You don't need. I honestly feel like Oscar's an attraction. You don't need her around every week, especially not in her current form. She's just way too cool. But um, Bianca beats Dakota. That was just a real okay match. But then we have um Cody Rhodes coming out. Long promo here. Went about ten, almost fifteen minutes here. He's uh, not cleared, which is stupid to me. <laughs> He's not he's not cleared. Uh, I mean, he got his ass beat for ten minutes. That's true. I don't think he'd be clear. He's still doing. He's still selling the ribs too, which I think is a nice touch. Was that um, last week he got his ass beat, or was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. What the hell, he not clear. All right, I guess. Yeah, he's not clear. Oh, you not be cleared after a ten minute ass whipping by Brock Lesnar in the F five on the stairs. He looks fine. You beat up forty million <laughs> security <laughs> guards. He looks like, great. These are geeks. Are you? All right, you look too much Alvarez. You <laughs> look great. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we need a thing that he's not cleared yet. But um, it is what it is. You're, you know why they said he's not drama. clear yet? Exactly. You know exactly why they said he's not clear yet. Neil. Cody drama. Exactly. You know exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It fucking worked. It, it worked because the crowd was the loudest that they were the whole night for this promo. There, He is still their guy. He is still kind of like the top guy right now. And Brock, I, I don't know if they were piped in, but niggas was hating him. Um, How do you feel about Brock's jacket? comedy i'm like so now you're like a dark cowboy now? yeah <laughs> the cowboy of death <laughs> i thought it was it was tremendous I, I i thought cody came out with a lot of energy i thought he got the crowd to wake up after that first hour um i thought this whole segment got them to wake up because they they continued that on through the second hour then they died down again in the third but um we get the match at backlash as we as we expected and predicted weeks ago that it's going to be brock versus cody in Puerto Rico, and uh, you know, Cody takes out about sixty-five. He, he said, "Hey, I know this guy in AEW named Wardlow, and he does this all the time. Let me show you how to do it." So he took out like eighteen security guards, and uh, he he grabs the mic and tells Brock, uh, "You think you think that you're a cowboy? And let me tell you, I've grown up around a lot of cowboys. You're not a cowboy. You're a coward." And he leaves. Listen, no, Brock left before that, and he didn't. I don't know if he was expecting him to come back, but Brock don't care. Then they just showed him leaving <laughs> in the backstage. No. Yeah. Oh, they did. I must have yeah. turned it back to <laughs> playoffs. Thanks for, thanks for admitting that. Well, uh, 
Miz versus Seth Rollins. Whew. Barn burner. Oh, you couldn't get me to change your channel for that one. Whew. This is. Talk hey, I, I need you to say it. Listen, this, I need this, you to say it. This was, I said it in the. I've said it already. I've never not given Miz's props, Mills. What are you talking I just, about? No, I'm not saying that you say. I'm just saying I need someone else to say it because I think I've been saying it for fantastic. years. It was. It was fantastic. It was the best match on the show. I think that again, this was a match that when you went into it, you had no, you know, really no excitement for it. Go again. Yeah, you had no excitement for it. I think that something must have put a fire under these two that two these two to say, hey, you got eleven minutes, go do what you got to do. And these two proceeded to have a match that I feel like when you have a match that, and, and I know we complain about this a lot, and let me tell you the difference between why we complain about this on when other companies do this and why this was kind of an exception to the rule. Because when you do these kind of one-off, no storyline matches, they sort of are to build momentum for somebody or something or to kind of just fill time, right? Mm-hmm. I think this match did the opposite of all of those things because it it created a really well-paced match with the story where it was Miz trying to kind of take revenge for being taken advantage of for the past couple of weeks or the past month from WrestleMania onward. And Seth was, was somebody there. That's the story. He wanted to punish Seth and he wanted to show that he was on his level. And I think with Seth, it's like, yo, I'm, I want to keep, I want to keep winning. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't lose to the fucking Miz. Right. I think it told us great story and, but it also elevated both guys because coming out of this, I'm like, okay, Miz should be having more matches like this. And I want to see him weekly have more matches like this. And with yeah. Seth, we're still saying, okay, well, where's Seth going now that he's beaten Mitz? Because these kind of like the that's that's one piece of the Logan Paul thing now that is over with Miz. Like he beat Miz, now it's time for him to go to the next thing. Which I, I would like to know what you think is the next thing for Seth Rollins Mills. Is it the draft? I think. First of all, Kazumiza Okada, just another banger in his belt. What? Like, wait, wait. What did you just call him? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. I was like, wait, I was I was nodding and then I was like, wait, hold on. I said it. Kazumiza Okada. The greatest to ever do it. He got this in the bag, man. Listen, people are surprised. People are like, damn, maybe we need to give Mrs. Flowers. Maybe we need to do this. He could always do this. Just because he did other things. Just because he's fighting with fucking parents. Evil parents who's trying to grift him out of money um, doesn't mean that he can't pull out these matches every now and then. I just want to miss how to remind people that double DDT to me was was magic. Um, Seth Rollins' direction, definitely the draft. It's got to be the draft, right? Yeah, get him out of there. Well, actually, I don't know. Becky's supposed to fight Trish at some point, so Becky and Seth can't leave the same show. Trish ain't raw. Trish could be anything. She a legend. True. They bounce shows. I guess, yeah. Um, okay. Uh let's wait till the draft, because he really ain't doing shit. He don't even got a match for the show. Unless they say, like, yo, do this at backlash again. Because <laughs> they might. <laughs> they might do that. Um uh Lashley versus Theory. Uh, Theory's another one. But I want I don't I don't think he needs that title anymore if he doesn't have any challengers for it. I would have wanted, you know what I would have wanted? Theory to also beat the shit out of Bobby Lashley. Give it to him back like he's giving it to you. You face him a million times. At this point, they should be having like fucking strong style ass matches where they're trying to beat the shit out of each other. Because 
there is no way the the Miz and Seth Rollins match threw me off, but luckily I liked the Miz, so I stuck around. I'm not sticking around for no Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley thing, especially Bobby Lashley not losing clean. Like he think he's solo Sokoa or something like that. I like, told you, I told niggas, I told people he's booked strong as hell every time. Had fucking um, Jonah Rock out here, Bronson Reed crossing the victory. Looks good. That I mean, boy, good, good stuff. He's good doing stuff, big bro. shit. That they need to do that in Puerto Rico. But he could have lost the theory. All right, really, I don't know. At this Honestly, point, he should have beat theory, matter. and he should have beat theory and raised the stakes and had it be him versus um, Bronson for the title, bro. I'm sorry. I agree. There's more meat on that on, on there than 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 theory, who I feel as though is now. I think Cena was right. Right now, it's it's the weeks after, and the only thing people are talking about is that, that Cena gave him some rerock, and they don't need. It didn't even help theory out. <laughs> I feel like theory's going to SmackDown and Gunther's going to Raw. That would be crazy, but I'm with it. I'm cool with it. Uh, let's get the Trish Stratus so we can go ahead and mm. go through here and wrap wrap this thing up. Um, Trish Stratus comes up. She says she wants to. She, well, she comes out with a totally new uh, entrance. She's got the cowboy hat and the and her. I guess she took it from Brock before he left, and she got the cow the hey, black man. cowboy hat and the duster. She the original. She the OG. She the OG of the hats. Oh, Brock um, gave it to her. Told Brock where he could get his, you know what I'm saying? She came out promo. So she comes out. Um, she comes out and um, she says she wants to talk about Becky Lynch. She says if if it was up to Becky, uh, she said the women's uh, revolution would be started by uh, the four horse ladies. She says she's delusional. She says Becky believed her own hype. I like this promo so much that I rewatched it and took notes. By the way, um, she says she buddied up with with Becky, but not once did Becky ever say thank thank Trish for the things that she did for the women's revolution. Uh, she'd be I nothing like without faces. Her. Don't do that. They're so ungrateful. <laughs> she said Becky can be convincing, just like how she convinced Lita to be her friend when a year earlier Becky was uh was beat, basically like calling her out, and beating her ass. She said there she was. Now Becky's little sidekick. Trish says she's nobody's sidekick. She's she's then says this. And she like she opens the jacket and and many thirteen year old boys in Little Rock passed out. She said this is not a sidekick. <laughs> this the whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> and she said it was getting sad and she said she had to take Lita out of the picture yeah she did that she let uh she let little rock know how slow that they were and she said she wanted to be clear that she screwed becky so i, I was right in, in predicting that she could have definitely kicked out of that fucking roll up uh she said does De- does becky remember when she told trish last week good try we'll get him next time friend i'm not your friend and there will be no next time she took the man out in a snap She's not a nostalgia act, not her childhood but childhood fantasy, and she's nobody's sidekick. She's the greatest of all time, and she's here to make sure none of us forget it. Fantastic promo from Trish Stratus here. She had been, I could tell she had been in front of her mirror for years practicing this promo. Amen. What I like to say about this is I felt like it was good if I had to give a critique about this performance. It didn't have the bite because obviously the crowd wasn't fucking with it, but Little Rock is kind of like weird itself. My, I feel my- like I, my thing too was that she sounded really nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the Canadian shit. It's the fucking Canadians. But she used to not sound nice, which is weird. Um, but she was a heel before. What I would like for her to do was she should have beat the crap out of somebody beforehand. <laughs> Give uh, Meechin a kick in the head or I, something. I, you know or what Candace I LeRae. You know what it did? Uh, uh, Tegan, come on down. <laughs> yeah, one of those. 
Like she just shows up and you know, chick kicks her and then and then cuts the promo. Something to like lead off the evilness. Because with Becky not there, it wasn't really anything to play off of. Um, to be clear, because we didn't say it at the outset, Becky was off of Raw because she's dealing with a lingering foot issue. So that's why she wasn't on the show. Hey, man, she just said she wasn't going to be on the show and everyone ran their things. And now we suddenly have to know that her contract is coming up next year. And and people are like, well, is, where is, what is she going to do? Relax. <laughs> Come on, bro. Relax. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. Um, um, real quick, real quick uh, tag team match with the women. The tag titles are going to be defended on SmackDown. Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville versus me, Chan, and Candice LeRae. Nikki Cross comes in. Uh, it was like two, three-minute match. Uh, she, Chelsea Green pours water on Liv. Liv has an actually funny promo on Raw Talk where, where she pours water That's all tough. over herself. Comedy. Liv is great, man. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Liv, too. We need to get her on the show. If there's one person I'm like, yo, we need to get on this show. We for sure need to get her on the A-shows, Liv. I'm a, I'll DM her. We follow each other. I'll DM her and be like, yo, you want to be on our show? Oh, okay. <laughs> it was that easy. You know what I'm saying? I'll DM her. <clears throat> um, main event time, Judgment Day versus Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle. What would you call the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle team? Um, One coconut short line. of a... <laughs> the <No>. blunt line? <laughs> you had that revved up. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. For that one, you get you guys get another one of these. <laughs> How did we hear that and not the AI thing? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird, right? I don't know. You have to hear this. This you know why you have to hear this? Because because it's the truth in audio form. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the blunt line versus the judgment day. Good ass match. I mean, it felt like a house show match. Obviously, I'm, they've been having this match. I, I'm guessing uh, on house shows all all throughout the country at this point. Uh, thought it was solid. Send the crowd home happy. Uh, get some revenge on Dom. Big brawl at the end. They don't do these often on Raw, huh? Where they have these like big, you know, uh, team brawls. There's a lot of teams that we have now in WWE. Uh, LWO actually got some offense off, but they can't win a match, which is which is strange no, to me. It's even weird. They come in and they help them take out the Usos and then watch Ray lose the fucking match. I was like, comedy. Scrubs, <laughs> comedy, bro. It, it's so strange. Uh, Owens drops Crease into the announce table. We're told for the 18th time that Bad Bunny will be here next week. There's been a turn on Bad Bunny in the Latino community right now. Have you been seeing this? I've not, but um, I've noticed it from what you guys have been saying for sure. They're not fucking with him because of the Kendall well, listen, Jenner thing. Puerto Rico. Thankfully, it's Puerto Rico, so it's like yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't like that LA or something. I just think it's weird that in one year, like he could go from from this to that. I just it's just funny to me. Um, yeah, that was the end of the show. Uh, we're 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 barreling down into the bloodline versus the blunt line. Uh, at Backlash, we've got what two matches announced so far? That's Cody and Brock, and that that huge six man tag. I would imagine that whatever Ray. And LWO and Judgment Day are doing with Bad Bunny, that would be the main event. I would imagine that that would end the show. It's just been given the most time. But I wouldn't be shocked if the bloodline did. I agree. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think you got to um, end the show with a uh, Bad Bunny standing tall 
And and it, I I think it'd be cool for Damian Priest to main event in his uh in his home his, his home country too or his home his home place. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, that would be tight. So yeah, we are uh we're we're it. that's it for the for the for this week. Uh, next week, you guys are gonna have something very special. I can't reveal it right now, but uh, let's just say uh it's gonna be really freaky. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute now. Okay. Um, yeah. Look forward to that. <laughs> Shout out to that. We, we, can't, we can't reveal it yet, but it's going to be really cool. So uh, we will see you guys next week on The A Show, uh, where we will talk, we'll be talking about the draft, which will be on Friday, I think, next week, right? Yeah, we'll definitely talk about the draft next week, which is going to be on Friday. So we're going to, pre- I guess, preview the draft. I don't know. Whatever. They don't. People don't know where the hell they're going. I'm sure we'll have the rules. I think that I'm pretty sure the draft rules won't go into effect until the week after backlash. I'm sure because it's it's next week and then it's the week after backlash. So um, on on Raw, so that'll be the Monday after backlash on Raw. So um, we'll see. We'll see where people land. What 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 are your what are your if you had to give me before we get out of here? If you had to give me three superstars that are definitely going to go to another show, what would you say? Gunther's going to Raw. Bianca's going to SmackDown. Um, Seth Rollins is going to SmackDown. That means Becky's going. That means Becky's going. That's four. All right. We'll say, we'll well, say you. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. no, no, no. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I think that um, I think that Knack needs to go, um, to Raw. I think Gunther. It, the thing is, is, is that your theory of of Gunther versus Nakamura will. It won't happen if Nakamura stays on SmackDown, in, in, in right. Facebook period. But um, so I would say that if Gunther goes, Nakamura goes. So those are, those are two right there. You have an intercontinental scene, which is now way bigger than the U.S. title scene on on Raw. Move there to SmackDown. I think that you could easily have him go against a lot of people on there. And I think a really cool feud, if they want to do it, would be LA Knight versus Austin Theory. I think that'd be a really good feud. That'd be nice. Yep. We'll talk of the talk, yak of the yak, and give us some. Cameron fucking Grimes on either one of these shows. Thank you. Anyway, till next week. See you guys on the A Show. For meals, I am Justin. Be safe uh, and be vigilant out there. Thank you guys. Peace.